Greetings and salutations from the Hill Turn Podcast. It is I again, the one and only Devin Crimes Jr., bringing you another NXT 2.0 review. We kick off the show with an NXT North American Championship match between Zola Sokoa and Cameron Grimes. And this was a pretty back and forth solid match, all up until Trick Williams would interfere, which would allow Cameron Grimes to get the victory and retain his championship. And Carmelo Hayes would come out, and him and Trick would both beat down Solus Koa and Cameron Grimes. So I'm seeing a triple threat match in the future future between these three. I I mean obviously I'm not gonna throw Trick in there because he's with Carmelo. But that's what this kind of planet sees for. So we'll see where that goes. Hopefully my prediction is true. And speaking of beatdowns, Joe Gacy needs one because he kidnapped Rick Steiner last week, which is Brian Breaker's father. Brian Breaker comes out he cuts a promo. He tells us that his father is safe and sound at home and everything, which that's good. I was hoping he went with him like all week. And Joe Gacy interrupts. And we found out that he has his father, Rick Steiner's brand new WWE Hall of Fame ring that he just got. And he throws it into a fire because I don't know where he's having some type of bonfire somewhere outside. He throws the, the ring into the fire. Groundbreakers obviously gonna want to get him for that <laughs> and when he gets him it should be quick work because i can't see joe gacy lasting more than three minutes with Brown breaker right? it's just he hasn't been built that way at all like this is the only way he could get to somebody is through mind games but next we get von Bre- breaker von wagner he attacked jacket time backstage and this Made him look so weak to me because he attacked them backstage, right? He's bigger than them, obviously. And he has a match against Eichmann Jiro. And I hope I said his name right. <laughs> and he put up a good fight against Von Wagner. That's why I say it made him look weak to me. Because if you beat up somebody backstage and you come out and you still having a hard time putting them away. And he half your size, man, you trash. I'm sorry. I don't care how big you are. Whatever they say, you trash. You should have been able to take that man out real quick. Then he wins the match after a while, like I said. Then he throws him into the front row, because why not? This this whole thing did not help Von Wagner for me at all, because like I said, he attacked him backstage, and then you still had to put on a little lengthy match to put him away. That should have been a big boot to the face, maybe a powerbomb, and that's it. But no. Trash. Nikita Lyons would have an interview, but then she would get big booted in the face by Lash Legend, and that was all I can get from that. I guess they're not done. Which I ain't complaining, but that's all I can get from that segment. We finally get to the NXT Women's Championship match between Dakota Kai and Mandy Rose. 
And this was, it was good. It was a good match. I didn't really see Dakota Kai winning in this. Although I want her to, it's just, she hasn't been really built up to the point where she would probably win. So I'm just like, I don't know what they want to do with her. They give her the opportunity and they're like, yeah, not really. But then, you know, her friend Raquel now is on SmackDown. So it's like, what is she really going to do now? But Toxic Attraction will interfere at the end, which will allow Mandy Rose to retain her championship. And like I said, I don't know what direction they're going to take Dakota Kai. But I hope it's somewhere nice because don't I don't want them to waste her. And, I mean, like I said, they could possibly bring her up to the main roster. But I don't know when that's going to be. So, fingers crossed they know what they're doing. Corjay would come out and cut a promo. And though she said, you know, this isn't a normal promo about how I got to do this. I mean, it kind of did come off that way. But she started name dropping, like, AJ Lee, Natalia, All the people that inspired her, like, coming up. And Natalia actually comes out. Which, that was pretty shocking. I didn't expected and it was about time like the women got like a main roster veteran to come down anyway and Natalia makes perfect sense for that since you know she is a obviously veteran on the main roster so it made perfect sense and Cora Jade actually said that she saw Natalia at a show in Hammond and I'm like oh shoot I mean I'm not from Hammond Izzy is but I'm from East Chicago we're pretty much you could throw a rock and land it in Hammond from where I'm at. But I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, shoot, I'm from Hammond. I went to a couple WWE Hammond shows. I don't think I saw Natalia there, though. But I like the little shout-out to Hammond, though. That was cool. And Natalia tells Cora J that she's the future, but the future is looking bleak. And then she slaps her. I'm not going to make no joke out of that. <laughs> and then she puts her in the sharpshooter. And like they say, don't eat your heroes because they'll slap you and put you in the sharpshooter like Natalia did. We get Draco Anthony taking on Zion Quinn. And Draco Anthony's character is straight, complete, hot, stinking. I had to take it out as quick as I could garbage because in this match, uh, I don't know, he... That's why I'm like, I don't know if he's a heel or not because he'll taunt his opponent like in an unnecessary way and then lose. And like I seen him do this to, I forgot who it was. He did it. I think Andre Tracy did it too. He like took his flag and like stepped on it and stuff. Disrespectful stuff. And then he gets beat up and loses after that. I'm like, what was the point of being, I can say if he did that to get people off their game and he like rolls them up or something. But no, he do all this trash talking and lose. Then go backstage like, oh, nobody told me what to do. This man lost at least four straight matches since I've seen him debut. I don't know what they're doing with him. And it's not helping him at all. Like, he needs a total overhaul to me because nothing works. He's been in, like, at least two minor storylines, and they haven't done anything for him. I'm not excited to see him when I do, so obviously something's not working. Zion Quinn will get the victory. That's all I got to say about that. NXT championships, tag team championships were vacated due to the Nash Carter incident that we um, explained in our previous Hill Turn episode. 
But the NXT Tag Team Championships are vacated, so now they're going to have a gauntlet match, tag team gauntlet match, to see who will be the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Creed Brothers will be the ones who drew number one, meaning they will be the first ones, obviously, to come out. And Legato, Del Fantasma, will draw number two. So they started off the gauntlet against each other. And they had a pretty exciting match where at the beginning both teams were like watching the other team at one point and then it got a little close and the Cree brothers would defeat Legato Del Fantasma to advance and Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs will come out next in the gauntlet and <laughs> Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs will put Brutus through a table outside and they still couldn't win you know I don't know if that's just like them just they just suck or they're not experienced enough. Because if I put one person through a table in a tag team match, it should just be fair game for the other guy on that team. And we should win. But if you lose after that in a tag team match, where that's an advantage for you to not gang up on the other guy, you trash. Well, the other team is just that much better. Grayson Waller and Sanger would come out and next in the gauntlet. And Sanger had on his Braun Strowman cosplay. And I ain't gonna say nothing. That's what that's what it looked like to be. I'm sorry. I feel like whatever Braun Strowman left behind, they were like, Sango, you can fit it. You might as well wear it because we're not, you know, we're not taking it back. <laughs> but yeah, Sango would get slammed by Julius and I, yeah, Julius and Brutus would both slam him. So I mean, he's not like a giant that can't be knocked over or picked up. And he got hit with a clothesline finisher. For the win for the Creed brothers, and they advance again. Grayson Waller didn't really do too much in this match, so there's that. But, um, yeah, you know, Sanga, I'm sorry. If this man, if this team has been through two teams already and one member got put through a table and they both body slam you, no. You and your Ron Strowman cosplay ain't bringing it. So, <laughs> Pretty Deadly would be the last team to come out. And, you know, this kind of was a... It kind of was a little bit of some good storytelling because Pretty Deadly is the team that we found out is the team that's been attacking the Creed Brothers backstage, messing up their locker room and all that stuff. So it made sense that it would all culminate to this last match in the gauntlet match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And man, it's um, the ending stretched way long because it was so many close falls with Brutus. Like, they would do, you know, all these double tag team moves to him, and he would just keep kicking out, keep kicking out. And finally, they were able to put him away. And they are now the new NXT Tag Team Champions. And throughout this entire gauntlet, the only big story I've gotten through it is that the Kree brothers were shown to be very high in their endurance and durability where they can last throughout basically that entire tag team division being put through a table being all these near close falls and you could tell the crowd really wanted the Creed brothers to win but not today so that'll help from when they finally get over that hump and win the championships but it this gauntlet did a lot to like i said really it, it really bring up the Creed brothers more i mean not not they're already up, but it helps solidify what they are in terms to the audience. And so I can't really complain with that. And Pretty Deadly being fresh from NXT UK, they bring something different. So them winning and 
shocking whoever you know everybody probably wanted the Cree brothers to win after everything they've been through but here's pretty deadly come in and it makes sense because they've been antagonizing the Cree brothers since they got here so it all makes sense in the end all the checks balance in the end something like that they say but your boy is fighting a very bad neck issue i don't know what's going on really but i'm doing our, i'm doing better but it is taxing me towards the end of this review but we're gonna finish strong that's all we know this was a solid nxt i can't complain about too much you know coming out of standard standard deliver you know it's starting to trying to start sprouting out seeds for future feuds and championship pitchers so it was a solid episode it wasn't it was a lot better than what I've reviewed in the past. It wasn't a lot of goofy backstage segments. There were a few, but they're not overshadowing like the show at all. So I say this was a solid episode. A little A minus. The gauntlet match at the end was pretty nice. And so I'll say it started off good and it ended good. So like that's that's great. And the middle was pretty nice too. So solid episode of NXT for this week. That is all for me. Like I said, I tried to finish strong. That's what we do. Look out for Izzy's AEW Dynamite review coming tomorrow. And I will catch you guys on the next Heel Turn episode that I am on. And I'm clocking out. It's all for me. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.